Welcome back to All Packed Up. We are back better than ever. Very special episode with a good friend of ours, Andy Williams. He shapes surfboards here in Texas. What? Surf in Texas? That's right. You should keep listening to learn more. Andy Williams with Stranded Tiki Surfboards, ladies and gents. Andy Williams, welcome to the pod, dude. Happy to be here. Andy, uh, owner, founder of Stranded Tiki Surfboards. Um, I don't know if you did any research at all, but uh, pod's kind of all about perspective and stuff and on being outside. You know, you're, if, if you have time chasing good swell while an older gentleman might be, could be chasing reds yep. on the coast, right? Common ground, kind of being outside, you know? Uh, but let's get, let's get into it. What, uh, tell us about Strand Tiki a little bit, um, Tiki. how you got started, when you got started, why you got started. So Strand Tiki got started kind of just, it was just for fun at first. Um, I started surfing after a church trip. Actually, we went to Galveston. Our youth director was a cool, like surfer dude. His name's Blake. And he took us all out. And then, you know, I'd always like skateboarded and stuff. Um, and so it just, it was just fun. So I was able to catch on to it quick. And then my dad was in the military and he was in, he had a conference or something in Hawaii. And so I went there and then kind of even more got into it. So after that, they had a church like raffle, like it was some kind of thing for, one of the sermons they were giving and um, the, our youth director and one other guy made a board. So the, the raffle was to win a board. And so I was like, Whoa, I didn't know you can make those. So that's kind of what started like, like Oh, I want to make one. Yeah. And so it was just, I mean, it's expensive and I was in high school. So sports and blah, blah, blah. But so then once I graduated, um, I had just been working. I was a lifeguard and swim coach and so I had a little bit more money and I was like, Hey, I'm going to try it. So I ordered a kit and made one. And then as I was making one, my mom was like, what are you going to put on it? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about that. So I was kind of just throwing around stuff and I was like, Hey, I'll just, you know, come up with a little brand name. And then I just randomly came up with Stranded Tiki, honestly, kind of the, the meaning behind it came later, but I was like, Stranded Tiki sounds pretty cool. So, <laughs> that's awesome. um, so yeah, that's how it started. And so it started from, liking to surf and wanting to surf more. So I was like, and I've always, you know, like building stuff and just took off from there. Cool. Names are so interesting. We were even talking about this earlier, you know, when you come up with a name for anything, I mean, uh, your sounds like maybe it was a little more centralized, uh, for pack mule. It was an email with a bunch of ideas that I'd gathered over yeah. time <laughs> to a bunch of buddies. Uh, and then a friend of ours kind of did the same thing, trying to name a beer uh, a handful of years ago. And, and, uh, it's always interesting to like consider this thing that is a stamp that will exist, you know, yeah. for some indefinite period of time. For the most part, you're stuck with it too. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, you, you hear stories of people changing branding and stuff. Yeah. But. It's not like your high school email that you came up with. And <laughs> yeah. then later on, you're like, that's really terrible. I'm deleting that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to change yeah. my email address. <laughs> I still have mine. still have mine. But it's, it's a lot to change. Like I've actually gone through and like thought about changing it a couple of times, but it was just like, 
I don't know, like after you get to a point, everybody knows you as this. So yeah. if you redo it, no matter how many followers or anything you have, you kind of have to yeah. put that name back out there. And For sure. What Tell us about the name now, what it means to you now. Uh, how's it, so how's that name, changed? So stranded was just kind of a cool, cool word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of, I started with that. And then, you know, I've always just kind of like tiki's. Like tiki okay. bars, you know, like cool. little tiki heads, like at pools and stuff. I was just always thought they were pretty sick. Yeah. And so like stranded is just like kind of like alone in your own own space. And so when you think of that, you think of something bad. But like you could be stranded somewhere like in a, on a beautiful island or in a beautiful place or um, somewhere that you wouldn't normally be, but it, it could turn out to be good. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of a mixture of making the best of things and as well as separating myself from any other brand, any other like surf brand or, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah. So it kind of has multiple things, but I really kind of, like, like I said, it was just random at first. So I really started to dig it after a while and then I was like, Hey, you know, I'll keep it. So on my boards now, I kind of just put stranded on everything. Okay. I've, I've kind of just been playing around with just different ways to write it and to orient it on boards and it, it just, it just worked out. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think that um, uh, one thing that the audience should know real fast, and 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 maybe this is part of the intro, is that uh, Andy is a you're from Houston or from Dickinson, from Dickinson so yeah. so closer to the coast than Houston was to the coast, but now lives in San Antonio. Sort of the hook yeah. is San Antonio guy that shapes boards for the Texas yeah. coast. Right? Yeah, we we're we we're talking about before you came in, and you're like. 1000 percent the only board maker in San Antonio. Yeah. And San Antonio probably beyond that though. I mean, talk about like uh I mean, you're in Texas. Yeah. People so, surf in Texas. What? Literally. And there's yeah. people in Texas that don't even believe that you no, can no, no. surf in yeah. Texas. Yeah, for sure. And so but it, I mean, it's a bigger community in San Antonio than you'd think. Like I shape boards in a storage unit right mm -hmm. now. And so there's been I mean, not crazy now, but probably like 10 or 12 times between when I started there and now that people will drive by and stop and back up and be like, oh, like, do you, you make those? And I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to surf and this and that. Um, I want to get back into it. And, you know, that kind of just starts. And then there would be some people like, oh, I'm going to I want to buy one. And then, you know, that'll that's how it starts. So that's awesome. I got more kind of just random attention here than I did at home. You know, in Dickinson. That and blows my mind a little bit. The coolest thing, it actually just happened. So, actually, so two years ago, I was pulling up to the shop, shop storage unit, and um, there was a board leaning up against the wall. It was like an old, you know, beat up looking board. I was like, oh, this is cool. No note, no nothing. And so um, I was like, all right. So I took a picture of it and I put it on my story. And this was kind of when I was just starting to, you know, kind of get more attention in Texas. And someone, I was like, what, what should I do with it? You know, like, it's cool. A vintage board has a cool style, but like it was old, it was broken. I wasn't going to write it. Um, and so I posted on my story and then two people right away were like, oh, it's my dad's brand. And it was, it was this, I can't remember the name for the life of me, but it was a old brand in from in Corpus. And he was like, oh yeah, my dad made that. And that was it. And <laughs> then maybe a year later, they're like, hey, do you still have that board? Like we're telling my dad and he, and he wants it. And so I was like, ah, oh, man, like I was a senior in college and I was an engineering major. So like I had zero time. I then broke both of my ankles on separate occasions oh, in the same year last year. So it was a long <laughs> year. And um, 
so I just like kind of honestly I blew it off. So like I feel bad. I feel bad now because <laughs> she reached out again. So I kind of took a break from social media. And so then when I got back on, I was going through all the DMs, and then she went the his daughter was reaching out again i was replying a year later and i was like oh uh, yeah sure like we can meet up soon and so like oh i'll be in san antonio in february so it's like cool so she came up and she got it and she was like oh he's gonna be so stoked and blah 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 like cool and then later that day i was on the way back from work and i got a call from a random number and at work, like we, I call a lot of random people, so I've gotten accustomed to just answering, even if it's spam. Yeah. And so I answered it, and this guy was like, "Dude, like, thank you so much for the board, this and that." It was like you, you, like I can't even believe. And then he was starting to like tear up. I was like, then I was, I was just starting to put it together, like, "Oh, this is the guy who I just gave the board yeah. back to," <laughs> and he's like, "Honestly, like this is the board that changed my life. Like I made boards in California with Ben Aipa." Uh, Timmy Patterson. These are like famous, famous, famous shapers. Like, and I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah. And I brought, I traveled to Hawaii and California to shape boards and to make my brand, you're the best here. And this was the board I made with Ben Aipa, who's now passed. So it's even more, a little bit more meaningful to him. And then um, he was like, yeah, like, and this is what kind of started my real career. And, you know, uh, the brand like made over, 12,000 boards in 11 years or something like that, which is pretty insane. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've been sitting on this for two years. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and he was just like super grateful. And like, it was just an amazing experience. And like, I was still, I was just start, starting to get back into it and it kind of jumped me back into getting back into board. Just like, just like how happy, like he was t in tears. Like yeah, that. he was so incredible. happy to get this board back that I was just collecting dust in my shop. Dang, man, that's crazy. And somebody just came and dropped that off? Yeah, still to this day don't know, don't know what... where it came from. It was just leaned up against your door? Yeah. Wow. Like, so somebody must have driven by. I'm like, oh, like he'll probably enjoy that yeah. old board I have. And That's incredible. Even they don't know. Like he didn't like. Yeah, it was probably in their shed and they were moving out and they're like, literally. I'll leave it with this surf. Yeah, 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 literally. And. They uh, so he won the Texas Surf Championship on that board, and they have a picture of him like jet, like getting some air on a wave, and you can see like the big logo on the bottom. And I was like, what? And you're like, that's that board. Yeah, it was the same one. And that's amazing. Literally, they don't even know how it got like, especially something so meaningful to him. Like, how did it get to San Antonio? Like, yeah, to this day, I don't yeah. know. That's unbelievable. Good, great story, honestly. Yeah, that no, amazing. that was it was. It was cool at first, and then nothing happened, and then like the end of it was just like, yeah. oh my gosh! Yeah. And now I have, you yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you're kind of touching on a little bit, but talk about the community of surfers in Texas right. first, I'd say. So um, surfing in Texas. So I haven't been anywhere else, so I can't really compare it. But from what I can gather, from what I've known from other people, it's it's no different than anywhere else. Okay. You know, like you have the locals that are out there every single day or every chance they get. You know. That's the one thing about Texas is that people don't realize is that there are waves, but every now and then, like it's not as consistent as you would get somewhere else. They're not as nice as you'd get somewhere else. So I've heard a lot of times that if you can catch a wave in Texas, you can go anywhere Yeah. just because they have no power and um, they're sloppy. But, you know, once or twice a year, you'll get out there and it's just insane. And, you know, a good storm coming through and it's just, you don't even re think you're in Texas because it's just out of this world but so it's very uh, like anywhere else you know it's very 
centralized. You know, yeah. people who do it know other people who do it, but they don't want anybody else to do it. So it's like, um, even even for me, like I, I could barely name anybody that I would know until I started making boards and started getting my name out there. I would go out and people would be like, oh, straight at Tiki. I, yeah. I love your stuff, blah, blah, blah. And we'll be like, oh, Dickinson. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so it's, it's weird. It's to me, like the whole surfing community is weird. I guess it's like any, anything else. Like <laughs> it's, um, expand on that. It's just so inclusive. Yeah, 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 like yeah. no, they don't want anybody else to do it. Interesting. But, just because it's, they're competitive. Oh, uh, so, like if you're out there, I guess like fishing too, you know, if you don't yeah. want to tell people all your spots, cause then next yeah. thing you know, you're going out there perfect conditions you know you're ready to go catch some fish ready to go catch some waves and there's yeah. 20 people out there yeah. right where you want to go yeah so and there's not as many options in texas either. oh yeah you know like right there's a pier break there's a jetty break <laughs> yeah and then there's Literally. a bunch of slop on the beach yeah and then, then every storm that comes through just switches everything up like a place that interesting was the spot for me and cam used to go there all the time yeah. and um there was one hurricane, one like one of the last big like tropical storms. It started with I think it was Lucy maybe, and um, it came through and just completely filled in all the sandbars. So like you could walk out to where we would surf knee deep the whole way when it would be you know like bars. Yeah. yeah. And so then that like just killed it. And there was only like two or three other spots that you could go to. And then I think it's you know switched up a little bit now, but yeah, it's there's not many places you can go. It's very rare that you can go on like a really, really nice day. And so you just don't want that many people out there. So part of me, part of me gets it. And part of me is like, you can't um, grow as an industry or as a sport if you only have yeah. X amount of people going. Yeah. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword in that respect. But um, Gotcha. I, I feel like you're, you've got to have just a little more of a different perspective on it because you're selling boards so that people yeah. will go surf, <laughs> yeah. right? So I'm are, biased are you, a little bit in that respect. Yeah, yeah. But like the like the shaper part of me wants to, yo, you know, we can get a hundred new people to surf. That's a hundred new potential sales and hundred new people to spread the word. Yeah. And you know, it's just cool. Like it's a, it's a very cool, unique thing to do. Unique feeling to have catching a wave, and you know, it's definitely something that. You know, I'd want every a lot of people to um to try out, but Experience. the surfer part of me is like, when I go out there, only time I'm I'm in San Antonio usually, so like this is the only I had to drive you know three or four hours to get here to experience this, and when you just can't experience it the same way because there's a million people out there, it's just a little yeah. harder. So yeah, it's interesting, con conflicting, uh, yeah, 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 ideals there, but it's it's different. And then me being a black surfer is it's even more different because I've only seen one other person out there. I don't even, I don't, I never met him or anything. I just kind of saw him really. Like, oh, look. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. And then, but I, I met through. What's his name? Do you know his name? No, I still don't know oh, okay. that guy, okay. but <laughs> I've met other people since then. That was just the only one I saw out there. Like just yeah. on a regular day, but I met a couple other people um through this kind of instagram page that's based out of california it's just called black surfers and they made it their mission to connect black surfers all over you know the country so i got connected with them pretty early on and i met you know two people right off the bat 
and that that was it yeah <laughs> still to this day like there's only two people i know that surf here <laughs> that's interesting yeah talk about like your uh like goals with that um and like kind of your i guess mindset for for changing narrative a little yeah bit. well yeah i want to bring more like Everybody has their own, own opinion on it. But, you know, obviously white people, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people all have their own kind of style. Yeah. yeah. And I want to bring – and so in surfing, it's only – I would say, in my opinion, it's only a white style. For sure. So I want to bring more black style into it. So like how you would say, like, bring – like people wearing Jordans. Like yeah. Primarily that was only black people wearing Jordans, but now you see a lot more people wearing Jordans. So I want to kind of have yeah. that impact on it. So cool. not obviously bring more black people into it, but kind of creating more of a comfortable setting. I would something that they would be more, more appealing to them. You know, like it's not a very common thing to do, even to go to the beach. Um, it's, it's very uncommon. So like to have some kind of platform or some kind of, some, some like surfboards or clothes or something to kind of make them more, more people interested in, in the brand and in the sport. And once they see it, you know, that'll speak for itself. But yeah, as of right now, it's so exclusive and it's so, so old school. Like I think as a, as a younger generation uh, or, or surfers that are younger rather is probably the better way to say yeah. it. You know, they epitomize the stereotype of a, surfer you know long hair and like <laughs> come on bro yeah. like look at the grom on the board My you, name's know, you know that yeah. whole like the old movie culture of surfing mm -hmm. you know what was uh ridgemont high what was his name spazzo or whatever not spazzo what was uh fast yeah fast times but what oh, was yeah. uh uh anyways doesn't matter but <laughs> but very much that like what's up do you yeah, like yeah. really drill out and yeah. we do this and so they you know they the younger folks that are surfing feel like well as a surfer they embody that that stereotype a little bit and yeah. it's a fun stereotype right it's like easy going and we like everything and everything's kind of cool mm -hmm. yeah and then and then as people age and then they have to go to work you know and so then their hair's cut a little shorter and yeah. and these other things and you go out to Port A or someplace and you see dad surfing on longboards and they're in like jean cutoff shorts and they don't care about the style. They're yeah. just out having fun. Yeah. They're almost like anti the style. Mm -hmm. Just, and I, I don't know if that's really true, if they're yeah. really anti, but it's almost just like, who cares? I'm just out here having fun. Right. You know? And that's part of, that's also goes hand in hand with the, all right, we don't want anybody else. We don't want all these young kids taking up our spots. Yeah. And bringing their fancy boards and their short shorts out here and this <laughs> yeah. and that. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. You could probably find that in, in any, anything. Yeah. Spicoli. Yeah. Spicoli. And, uh, the, the other interesting thing about it is that, you know, the surfer we're, we were on a trip in port a three weeks or two weeks ago. And, uh, I took a bunch of teenagers down there Two of them, two of them were mine and two of them were friends. And, um, <clears throat> and so the car conversation was, about you know somebody's in my spot and and my son cut off his buddy you know and like his buddy fell on the fin and cut himself and he's like man if i wasn't your buddy i'd have been wailing on you and i'm and i said <laughs> isn't it interesting that how surfers have this like super cool laid back style stereotype mm -hmm. yeah but then there's also this like fighting culture out in the water where oh, like, yeah. 
that you know that's mine you get off my wave and yeah. like they're they're phys- there's some physicality that happens yeah. in the really. water that seems totally anti-surfer style they're, you know they're chill about everything except when it comes to surfing it's Steel, like yeah. very like stay away this is mine yeah, yeah. it's it's uh there's like a form of etiquette too like when you're out there it's like when a lot of new people are out there they obviously don't know that right so then that just kind of fuels the fire of like stay away this is locals only that yeah. very popular kind of ideal you see it on signs and you know beachy houses and stuff yeah. locals only so yeah it's, it's just yeah it's interesting mixed feelings uh do let me ask you this is that like uh mindset different at and in texas we have a few surf parks surf ranches surf whatever oh, yeah. cable parks i guess no that's that's another wave pools, yeah, yeah wave basically things. is that uh is that does anything change there i feel like i know you go there a, a, a bit yeah. um, just because it's easier yeah, to get to it's and it's a little more consistent consistent, wave. consistent yeah. obviously yeah um but the the are there fighting over waves and stuff there too? No, or? that one it's more organized. Right. You know, like so each person you're like in a line and then they let you go and let you go, and let you go. Yeah. So you don't have that, but um And there's like a beginner wave and an intermediate yeah. and then an expert wave. And so the guys that are really good are probably on the expert wave with other experts yeah. that mm-hmm. understand how yeah. to do it. Gotcha. And like if there was any of that, like it's broken up pretty quickly by the lifeguard and stuff there. Like, are oh, you like, you know, there's yeah. people right on the Getting, show. Yeah. Gotcha. No. So it's more, it's more of a supervised okay. environment. Yeah. Yeah. There's no beach patrol, like off the beach. <laughs> you were mean to that guy on, <laughs> out in the ocean. You're out of yeah. here, buddy. <laughs> Find another ocean. <laughs> You're hunting and fishing and stuff as well right yeah well you do you're obviously doing that first um maybe talk about the differences in those sports um to me i think we've had a conversation about this before but to me surfing is as far as barriers to entry pretty open sport you just need one thing it's really need one thing it's board right and 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 everything else is kind of given the waves and stuff are are all natural and all from and like you can go buy a board maybe you know really baseline you buy a board and you go to the beach and from there you can figure it out yourself figure it out or yeah. look for other people with boards you know that's that's kind of how i started have a doing friend. it yeah, i was yeah. like you know in fifth grade or whatever and my mom would pull up in her minivan and we would go like to a spot just like in the beach and we'd see like another spot with surfers and say like, oh they must know what they're doing so i'm gonna go there yeah let's so follow them super easy but hunting and fishing it's like a whole other world I think same mindset in some in some aspects. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want everybody at your spot. Yeah. But like hunting, I guess it's only your private property, so do whatever you want. Yeah. But like fishing, you know, you don't want everybody in your spot. But like, it's much more of an investment. No, probably the same investment. But like, more you have to know more. You can't just go fish anywhere. You can't just. Well, I mean, I guess you can throw anything out. <laughs> and just try. Go get a worm. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's simple ways to do it, but. Yeah. Fishing, I guess. Now I'm saying it. I think yeah. can, I think anybody can get into it just as easy as surfing. But hunting is a that one. Yeah, gotta have a gun. You gotta have a license. Gotta have X, Y, and Z. You gotta have a place to go. Once you go to that place, you gotta know what you what to look for, where to go in there, where to stay away from. So yeah, it's 
I know a lot of people who fish, but I don't know a lot of people who hunt for that reason. Because you kind of need to know somebody. Have to have know someone to show you. Yeah, especially in Texas too. It's oh yeah, private land. Yeah, so. you can't. I I think it's on the surfing thing. I I learned to surf the same way you did. I'd just go to the beach and mm. just try to catch everything, you know, and sloppy Galveston stuff and and a little bit of Florida stuff. Yeah. And uh, a f- my wife's best friend married a guy who grew up in um, uh, Virginia Beach mm-hmm. and would surf all over the place and drive down to Outer Banks and stuff. Incredible surfers, like flown all over the world to surf. And uh, we were at Outer Banks a couple of years ago, um, and there was some good uh, surf down at Hatteras. And so we drove down, and I borrowed somebody's board. And I was watching these guys catch all these waves, like way easier than I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what am I, what am I doing? Because I was trying to catch them the way a sloppy thing, and they would just blow me over. You right. know, they were fast moving. And they were like, the second it's starting to lift you, you need to be jumping up on your board and riding it. Literally. Where where in all the sloppy stuff, I would I would almost let the wave I would have the wave actually moving me before I stood up. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I haven't surfed a lot since that Outer Banks trip, but I've mentally been kind of focused on is I need to paddle real hard and I need to jump up sooner and try to be riding the wave before the wave's actually pushing me. Then I ended up on YouTube, like Yeah. Like how to surf like a real person knows how to surf, you know? And I, and I realized that I'd, I'd basically self-inflicted all of these terrible habits, not really knowing what I'm supposed to be doing, just trying to figure it out. And, uh, and there's so much more to it. And even when we were down at Port A with uh, these teens, uh, the waves were really good. They were like chest high. uh, I mean, good for Texas, you know, but like chest high. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to paddle out and, I was like facilitating kids. I was like, I want to paddle out on the shortboard I've got and, and try to get one on the shortboard. So I've been mostly longboarding right. recently just because it's easier and I'm old and tired now. Yeah, you know? You're using more. In yeah. Texas. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm paddling and I'm just getting destroyed by these waves, you know, like not making progress. I come back in and I was like, man, I'm wiped. And they're like, Oh, you got to go to the pier. There's a little eddy that'll suck you. You just got to kind of dodge the fisherman's hooks, yeah. but it'll suck you out right past all the waves. And I was like, see all these little things i'm 43 <laughs> now you know and still yeah. learning like what i'm supposed to be doing to like yeah. improve the experience that, that's yeah. a game changer it's, it's like changer. Uh, what are those things in the airport that you just get on they move yeah the uh, little little flat escalators yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sidewalks and so yeah and yeah, so yeah. but that is an eternal conflict here yeah. fishermen yeah. and surfers eternal. <laughs> yeah i i filmed a video uh two years ago and i went out with a guy from Galveston and um, we were out there and it was an amazing day. Like for some reason, just randomly, it just happened to be when I was back home, happened to be when I was shooting this video and it was an amazing day. So we're out there, we're by the 61st pier, 61st street pier. And um, we were out there just having a good time. And then we would know we take the rip out to under, it's basically under the dock or right up against the rocks. And so then we'd go out there and we'd paddle over. And so then we'd be dodging fishing lines. And then there'd always be that one guy who'd be like, hey, like, get, get out of here, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then there's one guy who's just mad. And he was casting at us. Oh, Casting man. at us. And then, like, it was so funny because he had a big caster. Yeah. And so maybe, like, two out of three of them, he would try to, like, just really launch it. And it yeah. was just back there. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> back there, like, really trying to untangle it real quick. And then yeah. and this, kid, this kid, I, I guess he's kid who's like in high school i think 
And so one time he actually got it out there and the guy grabbed the line and bit it. Yep. <laughs> I'm snapping that thing. I'm snapping that thing. That happened to Gunnison when we yeah. were uh well, he went the weekend or something. That's my son, uh, before we had gone back down to Port A and he was doing his first paddle out yeah. along the pier and and a hook you know, got into his wetsuit. And the guy was like, that's why you're not supposed to be paddling along the pier. And Gunnison kept like trying to undo it. And the guy was getting pissed and Gunnison was getting frustrated because it's like behind him in his wetsuit, you yeah. know? So Gunnison did the same thing. He just grabbed it and like bit the line and paddled out with <laughs> yeah. a hook in his yeah. wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll figure it out when I get back to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal conflict for sure. And there's yeah, no, uh, there's no mending of those, that relationship. Oh, never. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. I mean, it's it baffles me how many people that you'd see out there. Cause it's like, you're catching fish, I guess, to bring them out there. But like, there's no way you're catching fish right here yeah. so yeah. consistently that you'd be this passionate about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there would people be people like, you know, halfway up the pier. There's like a, one at 91st Street. I don't know if you're any of you yeah. all familiar with Galveston, and that one's long. So it goes from the beach to like where the end is. So there'd be people like towards the beach end. And so there'll be people yelling at you and you're like, stand up. And it's shin deep. It's like, dude, yeah. there's no, no way fish you're yet. catching fish right here. <laughs> yeah. like, just go to the end. Yeah. That's where I would go. That's, yeah. that's where I'm sure these are meant to be. But like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next, uh. Next time we have y'all, we're going to bring a pure fisherman on. And we're just going to have <laughs> yeah. y'all duke it out. <laughs> uh, so with, with the, you're a shaper. And we just talked about the inconsistency of waves. What? It's a, it's. It's an unanswerable question, but for you, what is the best board shape for Texas? The best board shape. Other than the obvious long board, because that's the best for anywhere, I would say a fish. Because they're short, they have a lot of they have a lot of volume, and really anybody can ride them. Like I would if anybody was to come up to me and ask if they're like a beginner and they want to get something shorter, I'd say a fish. Which and is they're what? super fun. So fish is it looks like a fish tail. Like it oh, looks gotcha. like it goes out and then it comes in right here. Yeah, gotcha. But like they come in many different orientations and stuff. But uh, it's it's a fun board. Cool. And so even if you're experienced, like a fish is what you'd want to take out there. And on smaller days, that's what you usually see everybody out there on is fish or some of the the cooler guys or try to bring out like a groveler or some some kind of short board. But fish is un, undefeated like it uh and what year how old were you when you started uh shaping boards 18 i was just about to turn 19 so kind of in that in that threshold but it was 2017 cool. right after i graduated and then one of the teenagers wants to know how long it took you to shape a good rideable board so my first one was rideable. That's why I was so excited. I was like, hey, I'll make a brand out of it. Yeah. It was rideable. But yeah. now when I look back at it now, it's like, okay, this thing yeah. is a piece of <laughs> yeah. But um, the first one, you know, I could use it. It's it's sealed. I still have it. And um, But the second one was like the one I was like, okay, this is pretty. Like this one was pretty good. Yeah. Even looking back on it now, like it still took me probably four boards to get like Probably four or five to get one that I'd be confident to show somebody who knows about surfing yeah. and be like, look at this. I made this. Um, but yeah, probably like four to get there. But, you know, to ride one, it's not that hard. You don't got to be too precise on your first one. Yeah. Now, how long does it take to build a board? Yeah, I was going to ask, what's, what's kind of for listeners lay out your whole process? So um, start, detail. you know, 
It's a grind to get a blank here. It starts uh, with a, a, a foam, a piece of foam. Some of them are shaped like surfboards. Some of them are more blocky looking. But, you know, the ones I use, they kind of have the outline of a surfboard and they're just solid foam with a piece of wood in the middle. And so um, you get these, but you're ordering them from California or, or East Coast or West Coast. Mm-hmm. There's no, so there's no blanks in Texas. No. Okay, no. interesting. And um, so you got to order them and obviously it's a lot of shipping. So you have to order, to make it worth it, you need to order like four, usually four or five in a box. And so, um, or you order it through a shop, but still they upcharge it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so you get this blank and you finally get it. And then you have to plane it down to what shape you want or the thickness you want, really. That's what the first thing. Gotcha. And then from there you go and cut out your outline. And then, uh, after that you shape, you start to shape it. So when you have the outline, it's still square kind of, if you're looking at it like a cross section, then you kind of mellow out the sides to make it rounded, do whatever you want to do on the bottom, any details, concaves or whatnot. And then from there you add in, uh, your fin boxes. You, it's just like you take a router, you cut a basically, basically a hole in the bottom of it. And then you put your fin boxes in and then the timely part comes. You, you, it's the glassing. So you put a piece of fiberglass, like what you, like what boats are made out of. You put that on the top, put resin, either polyurethane or epoxy. And then over it, the fiberglass that's yeah. laying on the, right. What used to be it's, a blank. It's liquid. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that, that makes it hard. And so you put that on each side you know, once you put it on, it takes like at least if it's a warm day, it takes at least four hours. Mm. But in the winter, I don't have a heater or anything. So, you know, it, it, I just leave it all day sometimes. Gotcha. And so you put the fiberglass on. And then now you have like a rough piece of hard surfboard. And um, from there, you put a hot coat on, which is just a clear layer of resin. And so you put that on and then you sand it to make it smooth. So it's kind of a rough, smooth board. And then from there, this is optional. You don't, you don't see it on performance boards because you're trying to keep them light. But all mine I do just because I don't think it's that big of a difference. Um, I put a, a gloss coat on. So just like a finishing coat to cover up any spots you may have burnt through on the hot coat. Like burn, burning through means you shaved all the, the resin off and you got down to the fiberglass. Oh. So that's, you know, no, no, technically. Yeah. Um, How many of those were, you on the, were there on your first? Oh, there's, it's like basically all, all the way burned through. It's like a honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at it, because you can't really tell on a whiteboard, but if you look at it in the light, you can see like, gotcha. like honeycomb kind of everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't do a gloss coat on that one either. Okay. Um, and then from there, you sand it, you sand it with finer sandpaper and then you finer, 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 then you polish it. That's how you get it all shiny. Cool. I might be an idiot and may have missed where this comes in but where does the coloring come in oh so yeah i didn't i didn't say that part so that was just for a whiteboard so if you want to color it you can usually it goes in the fiberglassing part okay, you gotcha. get fancy color from you order it from like hawaii i think hmm. fiberglass hawaii it's the real <laughs> deal that's shout out to them because they yeah. make some good stuff i i like starting out it's like something you just kind of find out i guess mm-hmm. and starting out i would just order it off amazon interesting and then it, it's like you couldn't get anything completely opaque because it was just cheaper or it's not meant for this. And so then you, you mix this color. It's like a thick paint and it never dries. So if it gets on your finger, on your clothes, on something else, it just never goes away. <laughs> so it's, it's 
the almighty struggle. And um, but you put that in your resin and you mix it up. And so then now you have basically a bucket of paint. And so you put that on the fiberglass. And so when it hardens, you instead of hardening clear, it'll harden whatever color you put on there. Cool. cool. And then from there, you can put different designs or whatever, different colors and stuff. But that's basically what you do. And there's other other little things you can do, but that's, yeah. that's the normal yeah. way. Yeah. I got w- kind of one more question for you to end on pretty broad, but. Um, I guess it's a little twofold one just overall what does the ocean mean to you and what is kind of your your goal for somebody with your board specifically so the ocean is a freaking amazing place it's just, it kind of baffles me that we have it and then that it just yeah. does so many things you know yeah. like the feeling the way I, I see it is you know the ocean provides these waves just whenever kind of at random if yeah. you think about it depending on depending on the floor the wind the temperature the tides like everything kind of changes this, this wave and so then we're just going out there and taking advantage of it and yeah. so being out there and just being able to feel that feeling a wave push you that's just natural yeah. it's not it's not the same thing you'd get at like a wave pool like it's cool but it's not the same yeah and so just that extra appreciation that I get from that feeling and even falling cam always makes fun of me for this, but like, I like to go out there and I like to just eat it. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. just, just get like worked. Humble. It's just like, yeah, just get worked. Just yeah. be humbled by a good wave. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe not too many times, but like yeah. after like a good, like freaking beating you take from a wave, it's like, wow, like, that was cool. Yeah, that's so powerful. just like, yeah, just another level of respect that you have for it. And it's just such a, it just it's crazy sometimes i'm out there and i'll have one of these is life real moments you know and i'm just like wow like we're really taking advantage of this taking and being able to just go out here and be outside and have fun and um ride these waves and yeah. so my my goal for my boards is to be able to make the most possible make make give you the most ability to take these small waves and do the most with it because that's that's the big idea for small boards and surfing in Texas because they're they're not very powerful, kind of sloppy. So my my goal is to make a board that you can go on any day, any size and be able to catch it and be able to do as much as you, you know, more than you would with other boards. Be able mm-hmm. to go fast on it, be able to do any maneuvers you want to do and be able to enjoy it like any time. Cause that's, that's, that's really what it's all about. You know, making the most of it, especially since we can't much in Texas. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the goal for that. Uh, in your opinion, who is surfing for? Surfing's for everybody, you know, as much as I don't want, I want to go out and catch as many waves as I want without anybody in the way. Like surfing's for everyone. You know, this is like, I just said, like, God is sending these waves. That's that's what that's what I believe. And so I want everybody to be able to feel that feeling that I get, feel that extra connection that you have with the world and with the earth. And sur- surfing can't be just for one person because that would go against anything I believe in for you know my life. So yeah. surfing's for anybody, man. As much as people are dicks and don't want you to get out there, like that's it's for you you know yeah. it's yeah can't let anybody get in your way if you yeah. want to do it go do it it's awesome cool man 
Well, uh, well, thanks so much for coming on. Plug your stuff though, real quick. Where can where can people find you? Do you have? Uh, are you shaping currently? Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm shaping right now. Um, I don't have a website at the moment, but I just kind of do everything through Instagram. It's just cool. at Stranded Tiki Surfboards. No spaces or capitals or anything. So, sweet man, Andy Williams, ladies and gents. Mm-hmm.